So if you would please give a gracious welcome to Timothy Chapman. You'll have to wait till the end to know the reason why. Um, so my fourth year of college, which came before my fifth year of college, um, I spent a semester studying abroad in Salzburg, Austria. And in so many ways, this was like the culmination of my childhood and adolescent hopes and dreams um, to be able to be really anywhere. But um, Salzburg being the home of Mozart, this beautiful little city on the Salzach River in the foothills of the Alps, and of course, the setting for The Sound of Music. Um, I had grown up in a town of 8,000 people, Salem, Illinois, the county seat of Marion County. Um, it's about 75 miles from here. Not only did I grow up there, but my parents met in high school. I grew up next door to my grandparents. My mother's family moved to Marion County in 1840, and my father's family in 1841. So I grew up not only around my own immediate family, aunts and uncles and cousins, but my mom's family, my dad's family. Each summer we would go to the Phillips family reunion, the Chapman family reunion, the Snyder family reunion, the Young family reunion, and the C family reunion, which were of course all there. <laughs> there was no travel. So I had these deep roots in Southern Illinois in the same county. Thankfully, my mom's family is from Southwest Marion County and my dad's family is from Northeast Marion County or they for sure would have been cousins already. <laughs> um, but this whole time, I probably wasn't so grateful for those deep roots. And I always had dreams of being able to travel, of being able to go anywhere else. I grew up Southern Baptist, and so we always had this like parade of missionaries come to our church on furlough to tell us about um, the places where they served, the sorts of things that they did, um, the cultures that they lived in. Um, our Wednesday night children's curriculum was also based on these things, and while probably culturally insensitive at times, um, very educational. You know, it was like, please wear this grass skirt that we bought at a party supply store and have a banana, and now you know what it's like to live in Hawaii. <clears throat> so I always wanted to be able to go to these places and to see these things myself. And I finally had my first opportunity when I was 16, the Illinois Baptist State Association took a group of high schoolers to one of those places that most people go as their first place outside of the United States, Bulgaria. <laughs> so I spent a week and a half in Bulgaria. Um, and this was like a good experience. It was amazing to, to be able to do this. Um, I... Uh, had to go to this training session thing um, one weekend in April uh, beforehand in Champaign, Illinois. So I had like gotten my driver's license in January and by April I was driving these three hours away to go to this uh, training session thing to meet our team. And on the way back, once the anxiety of this trip had subsided, I got a migraine, as I'm wont to do. And so I pull over at a rest area, and I call my parents. It's already like evening, and I tell them I'm gonna be home later than expected. Usually I can sleep them off in a few hours, so I was just gonna take a nap in my car, uh, which I did. And then I get a call from my parents telling me that they have called the state police, and they are on their way to check on me. <laughs> 
So in Monticello, yes, not Monticello, Monticello, Illinois, um, a state police officer comes and like knocks on my window, takes me back to headquarters in the front seat of his car, and um, I like wait there in the foyer of the state police headquarters or you know, regional headquarters um, until my parents drive up there to get me. So they're super kind and they like turn the lights off in there so that I can sleep so that of course by the time my parents get there, the migraine is gone and I'm ready to go. <laughs> so this theme of like travel and desire and anxiety is all coming together. But that had started even earlier itself when I was I was thinking about this, and I thought it was sometime in childhood. Now I realize it was in junior high that I had this like crisis of why do I have to live here? Why can I not get out of here? Why do I not have these opportunities to travel? And so I had to like meet with my pastor for a little counseling sesh about why I was placed here and what this could mean. So like while most adolescent guys, their uh, crisis is over acne and girls, mine was over acne and mother Russia and like why I couldn't go. So I think that probably helped some. And so then Bulgaria, after three years, I went to Thailand for a week one summer and then I returned the next summer to Bangkok for three months. So my first time ever living in a big city, a major world city, was spending three months in Bangkok, Thailand. And this was like a phenomenal experience. And I, you know, expected to have this huge like time of discernment and know what my future would be. And that didn't really happen, but it was also okay. So coming back from Thailand, I immediately began planning my next opportunity. I had done a German minor, so I decided to study in Austria uh, because of the Mozart thing, because of the Sound of Music thing, and because of the German thing, not knowing that I wouldn't be able to understand anyone because the dialect is so different. Um, so uh, my spring break of that year um, I did, you know, what, while I was there, I did what everyone does when they study abroad. I took all my classes in English, hung out with Americans, and drank more than ever in my life. Uh, but I went to, I decided to spend a week in the UK. So I spent three days in St. Andrews, Scotland, three days in London, three days back in Edinburgh. And when I was in St. Andrews, just by myself, uh, I think it was my last night there, I decided I needed to try to do something. So I like went to a pub, had some whiskey, there was local music playing, but I just felt really awkward about being there alone. So I decided to try one more before I headed home, so I did, and it was even quieter and even more awkward. So I finished my whiskey, and as I'm walking back to the hostel I'm staying in, I notice these photographs of local bands in a shop window. So I start looking at them just as photographs, and these three local guys come up and start talking to me and asking me if I know these bands, and I don't. And so we get into this conversation about what their favorite local bands are, and they invite me to go with them to another bar that their friend works at that's like about to close, so they're going to go hang out with him, and it's just this way. And I'm thinking to myself, this could be the end. I could die here, or it could be great. So... <laughs> That's what I did. So I go with them. It was fun. I did not die, clearly. Um, 
we get, it was like the week before William and Kate's wedding, and they, of course, had met in St. Andrews, so their faces are everywhere, and somehow we get these plastic bowler hats with the Union Jack on them, and then we go to this, like, club, like, in the basement of probably a historic building, and so we're, like, in this sweaty, packed club, and one of the guys buys me a beer, and it is a Budweiser. <laughs> And the irony strikes me that I had grown up 75 miles from the home of Anheuser-Busch, and I am now having my very first Budweiser in St. Andrews, Scotland. <laughs> so after that trip, I return home. Um, I, that was four months abroad, the longest time I've ever spent abroad, um, and a really tremendous opportunity. I then moved to St. Louis, once I got done, uh, my other opportunity to live in the city um, with all the cultural um, and beverage opportunities that come with that. Um, but, you know, I am still so close to my roots. I'm only an hour and a half away, so I kind of get the best of both worlds in some sense. One thing that I always think about traveling is how like no one knows me and no one has any expectations of me. And so I could be whoever I wanna be. I could completely reinvent myself and no one knows what to expect. And in a lot of ways, they're probably more gracious towards this foreigner. And so um, living here for seven years, I'm about to move not to Illinois, but to Grand Island, Nebraska. Neither grand nor an island, they say, <laughs> uh, because I'm getting married. And so I'm moving in a lot of ways back to my roots in the rural Midwest in this small town in the middle of nowhere where no one knows me and no one expects anything from me except one person. But what I found in all of my travel is that no matter what I expect, I'm remarkably like myself. <laughs> 